Blog Talk Radio. All right, we want to say greetings to everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hulk Bowler, and as usual, I'm grateful to the Lord to be able to come before you and uh, share with you the things that the Lord has laid on my heart to share. So yesterday we started talking about God won't share his glory, and I think that's one of the most important things that you can, uh, that's the most important conclusion that you can come to uh, when you are in the service of the Lord, that he won't share glory. And so, therefore, if he won't share glory, uh, you need to figure out what your motives are, uh, whether or not your motives are really pure. Uh, if, if you're really trying to build a church for God's kingdom or if you're trying to build one unto yourself, you see, or if you're trying to make a name for yourself. So uh, let's go back to the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. We're going to pick back up there. And uh, I pray that uh, you really give heed to this. So many people are stagnated in their walk with the Lord because uh, they refuse to give God glory for the things that he is doing. And so it's very important that we recognize, you know, uh, who God is. And it's important that we recognize um, that he's responsible for our life. He's responsible for our health, our strength, he will not share his glory. Now, that's not just in things that you do religiously or, you know, as far as your relationship with him, but that's also just in everyday life. God don't want you giving credit to other people for what he has done. He don't want you giving credit to the doctors for your health or for saving your life. But sometimes I hear that from watching interviews. And I hear people thanking doctors for saving their lives or thanking their dogs for saving their lives. So, you know, it's just all of this. And I think now, how must God feel about that, you know, to know that he's the one that wakes people up, that he's the one that gives us life, that gives us health, that gives us our strength. But we we, we put that off on everybody else. You know, we, we, we even take credit for our health and going to the gym and all of that, when in fact it's God that gives us our help and our strength. And so we have to be careful that we give God glory in every area of our lives where glory is to, you see that, that we give him glory. So the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew, we're going to start reading again at verse 1. It says, Take heed that you do not your arms before men to be seen of them, otherwise ye have no reward of your father which is in heaven. Now, who can know if someone is actually doing something to be seen? Sometimes you could see the fruit of it. You know, you can just know a person and know their personality, and you can know especially if they just love attention. You can tell that, you know, uh, that they're doing things to be seen. But sometimes you may not know uh, when when it comes to an individual. And so God has to reveal these things to you. You know, and he has to, as far as us personally, he has to reveal to us our hearts, the secrets there, those things that we have not dealt with that maybe has us wanting uh, uh, attention and wanting to be recognized. And, you know, naturally so, I think it's natural for humans uh, to to want to be recognized for good deeds that we do. And so in that nature, which is why we have to crucify our flesh, 
we have to crucify our flesh to keep flesh from taking glory from God. Now, let me make this clear. As long as flesh is not crucified, you're going to try to share glory with God. You're going to try to take some glory from God. That's inevitable. That is the reason why we are to crucify flesh. God does not intend to reign on side of your flesh. You see that? He does not intend for that. Uh, he intends for you to crucify flesh so that he can reign through you. You know, he can reign in your life and be in the place where he's supposed to be. So this tells us, take heed that you do not your arms before men to be seen of them, otherwise ye have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine arms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Whenever I say unto you, they have their reward. And so in this day and age, uh, with social media and things like that, you, you see video clips of people doing things, you know, uh, buying a meal for a homeless man, passing out flowers, doing all kinds of, people do all kinds of things. And folks, you know, pass it on, you know, what they, however they say, a pay it forward. And you have to know that a lot of these things are done for man to get glory. You see that. You, I want you to think about how much effort it takes for someone to pull out their phone, their camera phone or whatever, and video themselves buying a meal for a homeless person or take a picture of a homeless man that they're sitting across the table from who couldn't afford their meal. You see, what does that say about about the dignity of the homeless person? Do you really think they want to be on your social media page? Do you really think they want to be used in your scheme to receive glory? You know, maybe those things encourage people to do things for other people. But you have to ask yourself, what is your real motive for broadcasting what you've done? Let's read this in verse 3. It says, But when thou doest thine own, let not thy right left hand know what thy right hand doeth. That means you don't blow the trumpet. You don't. Why is it important that when you do things for somebody, unless people are directly involved in it, that you don't blow the trumpet, that you don't share with everybody what it is that you're doing? It's for the dignity of the person that is being done for. You see, that is to not have them embarrassed. You see, it's also for your own sake, so that God receives glory for what's being done. You see that? That's what you have to do. Let's read verse 4. It says, That thy arms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And so when you are doing anything for anyone, you don't have to sound the trumpet about it. You don't have to let anybody know what it is that you're doing. You know, and it really takes faith for that, and I'm going to tell you why, because the Bible says that our Father sees in secret. In other words, you don't have to tell him, well, Lord, you know I, I helped this homeless person today. He already knows it. The Bible says he sees it in secret. Now, how do people, how will people know uh, if they're paying attention? How will people know that you're, that you are, doing what you're supposed to do in secret, that you are actually being a blessing to others. You know how? Because the Bible says 
and thy father which sit in secret shall reward thee openly. You see? And so when people see you being blessed openly, when people see it, you see that, when people see that, they automatically automatically can know this person is doing some things behind the scenes that I may not know about. You see that? So God, he's the one. And and so what you do is after God rewards you openly, then you, you give glory to him or praise the Lord. You know, he's doing these things for me. But in reality, you know as an individual that I'm doing things behind the scenes, not that we can earn God's blessings, but the Bible makes it clear you see, that, that God rewards those people openly when they do their arms secretly. The idea is for all of it to fall back on God, that he gets glory for, for everything. You see that, that he gets glory. How much so it helps a person, you know, uh, to know that, that you care about them by doing something for them. You see that, that you actually care about them. And if you... Don't sound the trumpet. It makes them know that you're doing it from a good place, but it also lets them know you may have a relationship with God, and they may want some of that relationship. You see that? In other words, you you have, to me, if I do anything for people like that, to me, I look at it as a ministry opportunity, you know, to share the gospel with somebody, to share some words of encouragement, however I feel led. That's the way I look at that. You see that? And that's the way you're supposed to look at it. Whatever we do, we do it for the glory of God. We always want to point people to God and not how good we are. Because we and ourselves, we're some selfish people within ourselves. You see that? We automatically want to get our way most of the time and all of this and that. But when we are willing to do our arms and not shout it from the rooftop and all that, then, you know, people will look at that, whoever is being done for, People can look at that and say, okay, this person has a right motive. They're not trying to, you know, because, you know, a lot of times people don't mind doing arms and they want to shout it from the rooftop because it's it's for them to get a pat on the back. It's because of their own, you know, low self-esteem. It's because they want glory, because they feel inadequate. When I see people who like to be at the forefront, when I see people who, like attention is usually because they feel inadequate about themselves and usually you can point that right back to the place of they don't know who they are in God and because they don't know who they are in God then they don't they don't uh they can't glorify God the way that they should. You see that? You think about Lucifer himself. When we when we read about Lucifer in Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah and also in the book of Ezekiel God goes into detail about, of course, what got Lucifer caught up, uh, his pride. He wanted to lift himself up. He really wanted to lift himself up above God, and we see that in his word clearly. But you know what God does, and I think it's very interesting. He goes over the fact that Lucifer was an anointed cherub and that he was beautiful. He, In other words, God is spelling out what all he had created Lucifer to be. You know, God created him. And he he spelling, he didn't, he, think about why would God, all of these things about Lucifer, why would God go into detail about the fact that he had instruments embedded in his body so that when he walked, he, his, his, he played music? Why would God go into detail about 
how he was anointed, you know, the anointed cherub that covered. Why would God go into detail about, you know, how beautiful he was? And he was lifted up because of his beauty. Why would God go into detail about that? Why? Because God wants you to see the other side of it. Apparently, what God had created Lucifer to be wasn't good enough for him. And because he really didn't appreciate what God had made him, he tried to take another role. And he tried to take God's position. In other words, he tried to take glory from God. And oftentimes, that's what happens with people. With people. When they don't realize who they are, you see that? When they don't realize that God had created them to be exactly who he wanted them to be, they start trying to take another place, start trying to take another position. You see that same thing in the book of Numbers with Korah and his company when they rebelled, and they wanted um, they wanted Aaron's position, and Korah wanted to be the high priest, and he felt like we don't need a really need a high priest. We're all priests up to God. We're all holy. You know, it sounds righteous. But in reality, it was coming from a jealous place, which you, you see a lot of that in church today, you know, where people try to try to dumb down the positions of God and things like that. And so Moses, when he when he confronted Korah, he said, Korah, was it not enough that God had put you in the ministry, that God, you know, sanctified you and your brothers as Levites? Was it not enough to, to be a Levite and to be in, in the service of God? Do you want the priesthood as well? You see that? So when people don't know who they are in God, they start trying to take a position that they should not take. And and, because, and, and what they're doing really is trying to receive glory unto themselves. They don't know how important they are. You know, you think about what the Bible talks about in the book of First Corinthians, about the parts of the body and how all the parts are important. They all play a role. You know, you think about even your pinky toe, one of the most, in your mind, the most insignificant part of your body. But if you ever break that toe, you'll see just how much of a role it plays in you keeping your balance. You see that? And so even to me, what, what, whatever you think, we, everybody part needs one another. You see that? They all need each other in some form or fashion. They need each other. You see that? If we didn't have our hands We'd be eating like dogs. We'd be having to put our mouth to the plate. You see that? You see? If we didn't have our tongue, how would we chew our food adequately? You see that? We'd have to bounce our head and move it side to side to shift the food around. And we, how would we be able to taste the food? So all of these things, God is spelling out that everybody part is important. In other words, every person to the Lord is important if you will play the part that you've played. Now, I think some of it has to do with the fact that some people make some things seem more important than others when it's all part of the body of Christ. You know, different positions have their different roles, and if we all play our particular role, then everything will line up. But what happens is people try to get in, in, in their own uh, in, into roles that God didn't call them into, and because of that, it creates this imbalance creates an imbalance there. That's not God's will. If you would just be what God has called you to be, if you would just do what God has called you to do, you see that, then you will function in that. And that and that in itself also causes not only the imbalance, but it, it causes error. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if God didn't call you to be a prophet, and I'm just using that as an example, 
If God didn't call you to be a prophet and you try to be one, then you'll walk in error because you can't give yourself dreams, you can't give yourself visions, and you can't make God speak through you to speak to others. And so what happens is you have to take that, you have to take and be a medium for some other type of spirit. You see that? But because people are concerned with titles, because people are concerned with, with positions and not concerned with functioning the way God has called them to function, we just get things all scrupled up. It, it, to me, it's the same thing as trying to cook a big pot of beans in a frying pan. You see that? It, it, it's not made for that, you see. And so you have to do the things that you were created to do and not worry about sounding the trumpet. You see that? I'm telling you, when you do what you created, when you do what God has created you to do, you'll be good at it because you'll have the gift and the grace of God with you acting it and to perform in that. And so even in that, even when you're functioning in what God has called you to do, it's important that you don't take glory from God. You see that? God can use vessels that are willing to yield themselves. You know, when when I cook or my wife cook or whoever cook in this household, when they cook and they, they're getting the pots and pans and the bowls and all mixing bowls or whatever that they're using to cook with the utensils, they don't have to fight with those utensils. They don't have to fight with the bowls. You don't see the bowls or the pots on the stove switching places, you know, and fighting with each other and trying to empty itself into one thing and the other one trying to do it in the other. They're not doing all that. Now, can you imagine what, how terrible it would be to cook, you know, and how hard it would be to cook if, if the vessels are on the stove fighting each other? You see, if they're – no, it, it sounds silly, that example. Um, uh, if, if you don't think about it in this manner, why is it that we don't have to worry about pots and pans fighting one another? Because they're inanimate objects. They were created for the master's use. In other words, whoever owns them, they were created for their use. And so there's nothing in them that, that would bring about a fight. They're inanimate, in other words. Dead, so to speak. And God expects us to be the same way. The only time we should be moving is when God is moving us. The only time we should be used is when God is using us. And when the meal is over and cooked, we're not sitting at the dining room table with the one that was cooking saying, taking glory for how good uh, the meal tastes. You see that? In other words, when it's all said and done, if we're dead, if we've allowed God to use us the way that we're supposed to be used, we're not taking glory for what God has done through us, especially if we're dead, especially if we've crucified our flesh. We're not taking glory for it. We're giving all glory to God. So let's go look at uh, something just real, just real, uh, just real briefly here. Um, let's go to the 12th chapter of the book of Acts. We'll just look at this example. First chapter of the book of Acts, and we'll show you exactly what, what how God thinks about this. Twelfth chapter of the book of Acts, and we're going to start reading at verse twenty. It says, and Herod, it's the king here, and Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus, the king Chamberlain, their friend, desired peace because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, 
sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. In other words, he made a speech. Verse 22, and the people gave a shout, saying, it is the voice of a God and not of a man. Now, (laughs) King Herod was not saved. He was not saved. He just gave a speech, and I guess he gave it with such thunder or excitement or whatever that the people were just moved by it, and the people said, it is the voice of a God and not of a man. Let's read verse 23. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Everybody see that? God smote. Now, we're just going to see what happened here. God killed a man because he gave a speech. And the people, now, he didn't say that. The people were saying, it is the voice of a God and not of a man. And and what happened when, when the people said that? He kept his mouth shut and was receiving the glory. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When, when, when people come up to you, Give you a on the back, you better do something about it. Better not just be still about it. You better open up your mouth and and and, and if God was, you know, if it's glory for God, you better give Him that glory. You see that? Don't don't. If there's the wrong thing to do, to keep your mouth shut. If, I don't care what it is. If if God is responsible for what it is that you're receiving glory for, you better even if it's your ability to speak well. This man wasn't up preaching the gospel. He was just giving us a regular speech. And even in that, the, the, according to the word of God, what we read here, he should have gave God the glory for that. You see? And so even if we receive accolades for being able to speak well, then even not just not about the Bible, just about anything, just, you know, having eloquent speech, we better give God the glory for giving us the term to be able to speak the way we speak, or the intelligence or whatever. So that that's very important. You see that? And so we see that here. God killed a man for receiving accolades and keeping his mouth shut about it and not, you know, saying where that really come from. And and so it's important that we be active in that. There will be people who have good intentions, come up and pat you on the back, but you better make sure you take that hand and, and, and raise it up to, to the Lord, that hand that they're using to pat you on the back, back with. You take that hand and raise it up to God. You see that? Because if you're not careful, you can get to the place, and I'm telling you, because there are some people that thirst for attention, that hunger for attention, and and wonder why God is not promoting them or opening up doors or bringing things to pass that he has shown them would come to pass. You know why? Because God don't want you to get down the road and have to take your life because you're not not giving him glory. You see that you're praying for things, and some of you, you're praying for things like, Lord, when are you going to do this for me? When are you going to do that for me? You've shown me that you're going to do this for me. And God is saying, when you get in your place, when you get to the place where you can give me glory for everything that I do in your life and stop trying to receive it for yourself, you see that? God God wants you to live a long life. God wants you to live a life uh, that that's pleasing to him. And, and and he he wants you to prosper in your life, not just financially, but he wants you to prosper, your soul to prosper. But your soul can't prosper if it's in the wrong place. If it's in the past, you see that. And so let's get to the point where we can give God glory because then and only then will we receive the things that God has for us. You see that. 
Give God glory for the things that he's doing in your life. He is God, and he desires worship. And he is the only one in, 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 in creation, the only one who can receive worship from us. You see that? He's the only one that, that can take credit. You know, people can't even take credit for inventing anything. People, there's not one person in this world that can say they created anything. You see that? God is the one. God is the one that, that does that. You see, God is the one. God is the one. I'm told that George Washington Carver, you know, all of those different things that he did with the peanut, uh, all those different ideas that he had, you know, according to historians, he gave God glory for it. He says that God gave him the, the ideas that he received. He says that God did that. You see that? And I'm telling you, you'd be surprised. God can take that small thing in your life and, and do miraculous things with it if you will always give him glory for it. My friends, you will take on that mindset to give God glory and not try to share God's glory. You see that? Not to even try to share it. And that's why we named this message. God won't share glory. In other words, God don't want you taking 15% of it and, and you give him 85%. He's not a business partner. You see that? God won't share his glory. All of it goes to him because he deserves it. Amen. So we want to say thank you all for joining us today. We pray that something was said that has blessed you, and we look forward to sharing more of God's word with you. Have a blessed day.